It's Mosley. It's Simcox. What a week it has been. Flew back after uh, after the game on Monday night. And it's just been a whirlwind ever since. Today, Stephen, via uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, people out there wondering where they get the championship gear. I bet they have some stuff over, like I, I noticed in, uh, around town, VTEX had a place out in front of it. I bet they're, they may still have a, a stand out there where they've got some championship gear. Uh, that Barefitter or Barefoot Outfitters, they had some stuff last time I, uh, I went by there. And then Stephen... Uh, I would say the Baylor bookstore. Surely they have they have loaded up, but they were telling me Nike. Go to the Nike site and go to Dick Sporting Goods. So we went to Dick Sporting Goods as quickly as possible, and I think they're kind of on back order some of it. But um, Stephen, the package was out front today. I went out the front door. Gorgeous, gorgeous day, and there it was. I ripped into it. I mean, like a little kid, like a little kid back in the day, ripping into the Christmas packages. And uh, there they were, championship, one for my daughter, one for me. Steve and I, <laughs> what I realized the other day, I got before the championship game, I got another shirt, XL. And you, you just have to realize in life, XL sometimes means something different. And I put, I slipped it on the other day, kind of a cool looking. I mean, it really looked like a cool shirt. And Stephen, as you know, you and I are both bigger dudes some of those shirts just are a little more fitted than you need them to be. All right? So that, that shirt may end up going to neighbor Ted. I'm just trying to decide where that shirt will end up. Steven, it's not oh, a shirt no. you were. Yeah, yeah. I put it on for one afternoon, <laughs> and it was hugging me. It, it was not hugging me in a good way. Yeah. It was not, a, not like, a, oh, man, Mosley's been working out. You know, some people, when they work out, they love to wear tight shirts to kind of show off everything. I'm not one of those people. I've been trying to rehab from an injury, and uh, I don't, you know, like a guy like coming on with us at 120, John Jacobs, Baylor assistant coach, he could wear a tight shirt. I think Tang could pull it off. Tang's in good shape. In fact, he used to work out with the UNT head coach, uh, Grant McCaslin. They used to work out together at like 545 in the morning, 5 in the morning. Shout out to Jerome. Man, Stephen, I got to say, and probably it's because they just won a national title, but like our recent podcast, like Chachua, uh, having uh, Chamu Chachua on, Everyday John, uh, and then Tang. I don't know how to get a hold of Chachua to tell him. I guess I could go through David K. But those, like when we posted those things, and I love that Central National Bank is our sponsor, and, and that's a really cool graphic that we've added uh, via Brian Fonville, the magic of Brian Fonville. And then, Stephen, you're able to do that in, in that way that you do. Um, those things did really, really well. Like, I, I don't know, Steve and I, I was seeing, I was kind of looking at the numbers and sometimes you don't exactly know how many people have downloaded those things, but people are, let's just say Baylor content right now. I saw, I'm not even going to say, I saw somewhere on our station where they were like spent some time talking about another school or had somebody on that covered another school. And I just thought, whoa, 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 what are we, let's keep it on the bears. We just won a national title. That's who Timmy. Love all that stuff, Stephen. But anyway, I got the shirt today, and it's an XL championship shirt, and it fits the right way. It's just kind of, you know, it's just it it's it's the perfect dark sort of it says champs on it, uh, national champs. And um, Stephen, should I? God, I hate putting selfies of myself on Twitter. 
Uh, should I put it out there? What do you think? I'm going to show you this picture and let you be the judge of whether I should put this out on social media. Uh, Scott Drew has already seen this picture. All right. <laughs> did he like and, it? Uh, did, he com- did he respond yet? Oh, he gave me a, like, yeah, you know, with a bunch of yeah. kind of Yeah, he was excited about that. I don't know, Steve. You, I, I need you to tell me, is, is this, if I put this out there, is it going to be like people making fun of me? Uh, well, they do that anyway. All right, Stephen, I just sent that to you. Take a picture. Stephen and I, I do the show from uh, my Central Texas home studio a lot of times. Stephen's in our newsroom, and it's just kind of, so we're, I know everybody thinks we're in the same room, but not always. During COVID, I've stayed, I've stayed away. Stephen, do you think that was a good decision by me, given, given how many COVID cases we've had? Let's not comment uh, uh, on that. Yeah, yeah. Probably a good choice. <laughs> Stephen has somehow, I don't know, Stephen, you never, you haven't even had the vaccine yet. And you've been, you've been close to several people who've had, have had COVID and you just keep somehow surviving this thing. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know what's in your blood. I don't know right, if it's I, all I've, those I've heard there's something about, <laughs> something about a certain blood type doesn't get it, but that also seems to be coming from people that I wouldn't consider scientists. So I'm not oh. sure if that's true. Um, or like your neighbors, your neighbors at McGregor. <laughs> hey, Stephen, what do you do? You have a typo? Do you have typo? Typo doesn't get it. <laughs> or if it's just, people. as you said, my, my diet has been so bad for years that my body <laughs> is just kind of resistant to everything. You know, when I was in the hospital twice for my accident, once for the accident and once for the surgery, uh, I, I kept asking Stephen for them to check my antibodies. I wanted to see maybe if I'd had it because early, 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 like that January before we knew anything about it, before the president let us know, uh, I thought I had a little something. So I really wanted to check my antibodies. And even though, Stephen, they were drawing my blood constantly, they wouldn't. They were like, well, no, we can't do that. We're not doing it for that. I just thought, okay, the seven times you've poked me, you can't, you can't check on my antibodies? Like, surely somebody can take a peek in there and check on my antibodies. They just kept, we got to draw some blood, got to draw some blood. Oh, my gosh, I, I never have to do that again. They've got to come up for a way they test your blood without taking it out of your body. They test it inside your body. That, that would be a genius thing. Some lady came up with, like, a finger prick thing that was supposed to go to Walgreens, and she ended up, like, I think she's in prison now. She came up with some kind of Ponzi scheme. All right, folks. We'll test your blood with a little prick of the finger. All right, Stephen, that's enough out of that. That's enough medical talk today. Um, we got a lot to do today. We got Jacus. Got the great Jacus at 120. John Jacus. Stephen, let's, wa- let's watch the phones. Coach Jacus is going to call us. All right. We want to do this however David K wants to do it. I just I wake up every morning thinking, what does, Dave, what does David K want from me today? How does he want me to? And that's how I behave. And David's been really good. We've had great players on during the tournament, after the tournament, every day, John, EJ. I'm not easy. I am not easy to deal with as for an SID. Like most people are kind of like very friendly and easy to deal with. I'm not that guy, but I end up being really good friends with most of them. And I think, David, at the end of the day, we are friends, although he's had a difficult time with me this year. Uh, I think it's easy to say that. But, uh, boy, Robarts, and as long as, like, they're not having to deal with me much, they really like me, Stephen. 
But I tell you what, through it all, David just keeps performing and doing his thing. And I think he was on with John uh, John Morris yesterday. I kind of find it funny, Stephen. You know, Trey Wingo's going to be on with John. The one guy like on a station that's actually like buddies with Trey is, has chosen not to have him on. <laughs> does that seem Does that seem a little strange? <laughs> it does. Yeah, but I mean, but but the thing is, I saw him the other night. I, I just. He kind of bandwagons this thing. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, he's kind of, nah, doesn't say anything. All of a sudden, we're in the championship game. Boy, he came flying in there, taking selfies with the, the, the people that do the, whatever, the rehab, the houses. He's, he's, he's with them, and then he's trying to get, you know, with the president. He's just, like, he didn't even watch the game. He was just going around doing selfies. Here I am with the voice of the Bears. Here I am with... The woman from oh, and they always do the 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 person from the office, Angela Kinsey. She went to school with me. I, I Angela Kinsey had to be told by somebody, hey, the Bears are on tonight. They're playing for a national championship game. You better put something on Twitter. <laughs> Angela Kinsey had no clue Baylor was in the Final Four. I promise Steve, you. Steve Carell called her and was like, hey, your Bears are on TV. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other guy that always was fighting with Dwight Schrute? Jim, Jim Caller, oh, Jim yeah. and Pam. John yeah. Kr- something, Krasowski, something like that. Krasowski, Krasowski. Yeah, anyway, I like that guy. He's a nice guy. But, um, yeah, I promise you. And then and then Baylor tweets them all out. Here's the people that work on houses and put shiplap out there. And here are the people who don't ever watch us, but we're going to, like, you know, I get it. I get it. They're famous. They're famous. We have to. Why didn't we put Crystal Bernard in there? She was on Wings. I bet Crystal was watching us. What about Jeff Dunham, the guy who's a ventriloquist? Let's put no, him out there. Put, don't put Jeff Dunham on there, please. <laughs> Jeff Dunham. Did he? He's doing a. He'll be coming to a youth group near you. <laughs> Jeff Dunham. No, he does the dirty puppets. Maybe he cleans it up for church. I don't know. Jeff Dunham, Matt. Uh, we don't. My parents don't let me watch him. <laughs> They they weren't big fans. My, mo- my mom's still mad that he got game day picker one time. Jeff Dunham went to school with your mom. Jeff Dunham, golly, oh my goodness. Um, all right, there's so much going on. I got the championship T-shirt on. Love all the. Ba- I mean, it's what a fun week. The villain, the villain's out there listening. Know the villain is. Um, uh, trying to get flag on. Want to get flag? Flag was great in that game the other night. Flagler. So he's in Stephen. I was, you know, in my mind, these guys never have to go back to class again. <laughs> you know, like in my mind, they're like they're done. They're all done. They won a national title. Give them the rest of the year off. They should not have to go to class. And uh, and I was told Flagler's in class during our show. I didn't even thought about the fact they got to go back to school. These dudes just won a national title. Can we give them walks all week? My goodness. Yeah, Adam, Who is making I mean, these guys come to school this week? Adam's going to be crazy. a starter next year. Surely he can turn off the Zoom for 30 minutes and hop on with us. Who's that? Uh, Flagler's going to be a starter next year. Surely he can yeah, turn off the Zoom yeah. for 30 minutes and hop on with us. Jackson. Get Jackson on here. Moffitt. The great Moffitt. His mom was a buddy of mine in school. All these guys. Steven, Timmy, they're like. I was like trying to figure out when Timmy's dad was playing. It's like right when I was in school. He was playing for SMU. I kind of barely he, – he was a big dude. I think he kind of shot – but I can't remember if he was down low. I think I've seen him like during pickup games or whatever. But, Stephen, it'll happen to you one day. You get to the age where all these, all these players, like you knew their parents and stuff. It's very weird. Jackson Moffitt, 
He's in his. He's a sophomore, junior at Baylor. His mom, Cammy, was a great friend at Baylor. It's a strange world we live in, but that's where I am, Stephen. And we always see ourselves as our younger selves. Like in my mind, if I saw Cammy Carlson, who is now Cammy Moffitt, you know, I'd just be like, I would think of her like she was still nineteen or twenty. And honestly, she hadn't changed much. To be to be totally honest, she kind of looks like that still. I don't think I do, sadly. All right, Stephen, what else do we have? What do we need to hit today? I mean, there's been some news out there. Like, we had a baseball season start up, and I feel like we've just missed that, okay? We are the official baseball show. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know about Tommy. Tommy has been an umpire. He may, he may think of himself as the official umpire of the, um, of the station. But we have long, a long time we've been the official baseball station. These Rangers, Stephen, improved to 3-3. Three and three. Yeah, that, That's bunch. like the greatest start ever for this team. <laughs> Won a series against the Blue Jays yesterday. Kyle Gibson looked much better in his second start of the season. So good news for them. And, Matt, we actually, here in about 30 seconds, we got an update from Augusta. Uh, our old buddy Ted Emmerich will oh, be bringing us a Masters update here. Play so that music. Let's, let's take another, a break. and we'll, That's uh, another guy who used to work for me. I know. He's he, like at Augusta. <laughs> like, jeez, come on. What's happened? Why am I not at Augusta National today? But I'm loving where I am. So we're going to get an update. Uh, here in a minute, is that right? In, in, yeah, in about 10 Ted? seconds. We'll get oh, oh, 10 We need to get to it. Okay. <laughs> All right, John Jacobs is next, Baylor assistant coach. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. Mosley, Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. We have someone who's become a really a great friend of the show and uh, a rising star in the coaching community. John Jacobs is joining us at, uh, on ESPN Central Texas. And Coach, uh, great to have you, and uh, congratulations. I've been able to kind of send that uh, via other ways, but uh, now that you're on the air with us, man, we are uh, – we're so excited for you and everybody at, at all the Baylor and the Baylor family, but uh, that had to be uh, one of the greatest moments. Has it uh, has it truly hit you yet? When did it? When it, and if so, when did it hit you that hey, we are national champions? Yeah, one. Thanks for having me, and I hope you had a great time with the whole experience, as good a time as we did. And uh, two, I think it it hit me right away, just because I think because I've spent that time at Gonzaga and those guys are my friends, the weight of that game and uh, just doing the scout and knowing that I was playing them, it just kind of sits on your shoulders and in your heart the whole week. So I think I felt the weight of that all the way through. And so just the relief of being done with that and then knowing we won immediately hit me uh, with a bunch of emotions. And then I think every extra day since then, the, the enjoyment of it just continues to grow. So it constantly hits you more and more. But the fact that we played Gonzaga, I think I felt it pretty early on. By the way, I said I accidentally said Gonzaga the other day, like while talking to uh, Fran Fraschilla, and boy, he got all oh, over yeah. me. So I am, yeah, I'm. He's like, it's the Zags, so it's got to be Gonzaga. So I, I will never make that mistake again. I'm all, I'm Gonzaga <laughs> all the way here. Um, yeah, and, well, uh, Fran is a good friend to their program and to ours, and I think he fully understands the ties between the two programs. So. I'm not surprised he defended them, uh, but uh, yeah, Fran, Fran loves both programs. 
I think you're right, and uh, it was uh, it's uh, he he had some really good perspective. You have great perspective because you have uh, coached for both programs, and it had to be like you say, just a wait. Once you knew you were going to play them, and you knew you guys were on a crash course, and that UCLA almost threw that off. But then you you do it. What was it like? Uh, heading into the game were you able just to stay laser focused or was it kind of like uh, was it almost surreal to know you've got so many close friends on that staff over there what was that what was the build-up to the game like for you I think you compartmentalize uh, the whole thing because for the whole time they're the number one seat overall we're the number two seat overall so the two biggest ballrooms in the bubble were given to Gonzaga and us and they were next to each other so every day I ran into Mark and Tommy and Brian, you know, all my friends from Gonzaga, and we saw them in the hallway and were able to talk. So in a cool way, you're with your friends for three weeks that you don't get to see all the time, which was really nice. And then my wife and I watched almost every Gonzaga game together because obviously the coaches' wives are still her friends. And uh, we watched them just as fans and to root for them. So I don't know that I've missed many Gonzaga games this past year. But then once you get – to the tournament portion and you kind of feel like you we've been on a collision course since de- december 5th i mean the scout was done before their ucla game was done i mean we were ready to go so there's a there's this very aggressive coach business you know time to lock in mindset that just takes over and i think that just comes not just from wanting to win but from loving your own guys so much i mean i wanted the guys on the team and our staff and everybody here to experience a national championship. So I think the switch gets flipped quick uh, once that buzzer goes off from the UCLA game. Yeah, yeah, and that was called one of the greatest games in Final Four history. So that had to mean we all were uh, – I was still in the arena watching that thing. You've probably gone back to the hotel. That was insane uh, to watch that. Talking to John Jacobs, Mosley, and Simcox, ESPN, uh, Central Texas. How cool was it, John? I mean – you don't really seek acclaim. You're not wired like that, but you got credited in the post game by Scott for that scouting report, and, and that makes sense. You know the program really well, but that had to be—I mean, it's really neat because not every head coach, you know, always defers and and brags on his staff. Scott does that, which is a, it was a cool thing. But I mean, that uh, I, I, how 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 helpful was that, John, when you were putting that scouting report together to have those years in that program, how much did that, and I know this is a, a new team, you weren't there with the, these particular players, but how much did that help at least knowing their system as well as you did? Yeah, that was incredibly kind of Scott. I think it speaks to why our culture is so healthy. And uh, when he talks about the joy thing and putting others before yourself, if the head coach is asking that of people but doesn't do it himself, it's kind of a farce, you know, it's just an, an empty thing, but it's real with him. And the truth is, is we're a reflection of him. And um, that was really kind of him and really not even something he needed to do. But I think you can see why our guys are the way they are. And it's because he's their leader and uh, he's a hall of famer and deserves to be so. And I think that game cemented that legacy for him. And I'm, I'm really happy and proud of him. He's a great boss, a great coach and an even better person. And, you know, when it comes to the Gonzaga piece, I just think you go personnel first and then you go patterns, the sets that they run. The personnel is different than when I was there, apart from Corey Kispert, but I, was, I never coached him. I was only there while we recruited. And But the patterns were the same. 
And there's enough there that I think Rem Bakamis, the GA that played there, and myself were familiar with the patterns. And anytime you can work at a place and know the patterns so well and the sets well enough, it, it certainly helps you. But at the end of the day, that's just the beginning piece of scouting. I mean, they're an unbelievable staff themselves. They were undefeated, and Mark's a Hall of Famer to be also. So there's a game within the game after the personnel and the patterns, but knowing the patterns certainly helped. Yeah, in in that defensive game plan, uh, John, that was uh, that was really something. I mean, they they kind of couldn't. It seemed like they couldn't really see to even get the ball down to Timmy. You guys were 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 crowding them, crowding the ball, and then and then uh, kind of walling them off uh, when Timmy would get the ball. It just never really seemed to be comfortable. I, at least just watching the game, it seemed like you asked Flo to, hey, just body, body, body. We're going to do it with Vital. Uh, we're going to do it with EJ. What kind of walk us through a little bit? What what was the the game plan against Timmy? Because it 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 really seemed like it worked extremely well. And and quite honestly, he had been maybe the best player in that entire tournament up to that game. Yeah, I think points per game and just the overall effect and the way they rely on making over sixty percent of their two point shots. Timmy was definitely the most important player in the tournament, probably up to that point if you remove our team from the scenario. And obviously Jalen did some great things across the board, and, and the UCLA game was definitely the hero, but Drew was a big key. And I just think in the scout it came down to a couple things, even as we talked to the staff, and I told Coach Tang and Coach Drew and Coach Brooks, everybody else is sagging off Timmy, everybody else is you know, giving space because they're scared of the way Gonzaga makes the two, and at the clip, they want to stay between them and the rim. But that's not us. We ice ball screens, we ball pressure, we swipe at the ball, we close out with high hands. We never want the other team to see the basket clearly. And so even though the whole world has decided you guard Gonzaga the opposite of us, I just thought it was good to double down on who we are. And I don't think that game was won or lost based on a scout. I'll be honest with you. I think it was won or lost based on our culture. And uh, we've been teaching that defense since last July. And I don't think any of us thought the championship game was time to stop. And I just want to give credit to the guys that I work with. And I just think that Coach Tang and Alan Brooks did a great job throughout the year teaching the guys how to pressure the ball and how to move their feet and how to make certain adjustments so we could user athleticism and I just think that game was a culmination of six to eight months of work it wasn't one thing about Drew Timmy I think it was just more about us and uh I, I just think as a program we're, we're proud of that yeah I talked to John Jakis uh, Baylor assistant coach by the way you'll be able to use that Maceo Teague um play or clip forever I mean that that, that right yeah. there in a championship game um, uh to save a ball race to get back over to the side and challenge a shot i mean the the hustle involved in that 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 right there john i mean you could just kind of use that the rest of your coaching career yeah maceo and mark as our senior leaders deserve a lot of credit and that's why when coaches take too much credit for scouts and things like that it's just really foolish uh we're nothing without our players and I think if you see their intensity from the, the moment that the game began and the way they decided that they were going to play and fight and fly around and affect the game, the truth is, is that the players are the ones that do everything. And any bit of success in our life is because of what the players sacrifice and give to a program. 
And uh, that clip of Maceo is a perfect expression of what he gave to us the last three years and what his leadership and friendship with the other guys really led to, uh, not just offensively, but defensively. And uh, he ran about 150 feet in three seconds to make a difference. And, you know, if that's the heart of your players, then, then winning games like we have down the stretch shouldn't be a surprise to you. He was unbelievable. All right, national champion, Baylor Bears assistant coach, John Jacobs with us. Go ahead, Stephen. Kind of staying on that topic, Coach, you talked about the effort from Maceo, and we were talking with Everyday John yesterday, and he said he was taking his first couple days off for the first time in a couple years. Uh, I I know national titles aren't the only way to measure success, but how gratifying is it to see it, all the hard work the players put in pay off in in a big way like this? Yeah, we like to say that our program wins and loses games when no one else is watching. And that includes the coaches and we get them for a certain number of hours each day and for a certain number of days each year. And then there's times where it's illegal for us to work with them or be in the gym with them because of NCAA rules. And we just believe that when you bring in kids with high character that work out two extra times a day, that eventually they're going to catch up or pass other people up. And every John and along with so many of our other guys are in here three times a day. And the fact that he's taken days off is actually a miracle because he's one of the hardest <laughs> workers we've ever come across. Um, but he deserves it, and our guys deserve it. But you win and lose games in college when your kids do the things they're supposed to do when you're not around. And our practice gym when no one's watching is uh, why we end up where we ended up. And that's, like I said, it really has much less to do with coaching and more to do with the culture that coach has established and then just bringing in the right guys that are willing to look when no one else is watching. And every day, John is about as perfect an example of that as anybody. Now, my wife and I picked up on something with you. I don't know if I've ever brought this up with you that the leg cross thing. I mean, I I can't do it. You're a lot thinner than I am. It's a very interesting kind of, I mean, almost kind of like it's your cue or your focus during a game. I mean, I, it's a, but is that is have you been doing that like since long time in your career? But you kind of stay in that same uh, leg cross, and again, it's a it's a I can't even quite explain it. It's it's a it's almost like a yoga thing that I couldn't pull off. But it's a it's it's sort of an athletic type thing. Is that something you've always done on the bench? No, uh, I tell you, Coach <laughs> Tang makes fun of me for doing it. Uh, Alvin Brooks says when I do it, we're about to go on a run, so he feels like it's good, good karma, good tradition. Uh, but I'll be honest, I threw out my back doing deadlifts. Uh, I think two years ago, I had crutches during our Texas game, even like I couldn't walk, and I was in the weight room, and I, I tried to do something, and my age got the best of me. My back went out. And normally when those chairs are like really crunched together, you can't sit that way because Coach Peterson's right next to me and the other guy's right next to me. And so there's no room. But with COVID, they've got all this space. And I honestly just sit like that because it helps my back feel better. <laughs> I wish uh-huh. there was a bigger story to it or something, but I'm not a superstitious guy. It just it just came down to the fact that uh, my back feels better when I sit that way. So I don't know if that disappoints you, but that's that's kind of how it started and um having the space with COVID this year just helped me relax a little bit so well you know I had a broken back and a broken neck in an accident oh, really? I may I may try I had that bicycle accident I don't know if we've even talked about it and I uh huh. uh knocked me out the first part of the season and uh I uh I, I may try 
I may try that thing, see if it takes a little pressure off. As I talk to you right now, I've got something. I'm wearing something to rest my head on. It, it's a kind of a sad-looking hmm. thing. But I also have my championship shirt on, just so you know. My new – it just came in. Because at the game the other night, we were watching the celebration. By the time we got to the souvenir stands, they were all gone. And I know you guys got handed shirts. We had to go buy them. So I, uh, I, it came in today, John, and it was like uh, – it was like Christmas morning. I ripped into it, threw it on. So uh, I, I've had to sort of take my journalist uh, cap off during this uh, during this run to the Final Four. Yeah, I, I think you don't need to be ashamed of that at all. They let guys say who their favorite teams are all the time now in, in, in the media. So if we're your favorite team, I say you wear that thing with pride. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you're smiling. I'm glad you care that much. And we're thankful for all you do for us and yeah. Uh, I'm not throwing that t-shirt away. I can tell you that I might not even wear it because I don't want to ruin it because it's such a great memory. <laughs> so I totally understand the smile that happens when that championship t-shirt shows up. Yeah, it's uh, it's been been a lot of fun. Last thing I have for you: Do you uh, you and Jerome? I, I, and of course, you're you you think maybe I'm trying to get you all away from Baylor. I'm not, but I just feel like you guys are ready if you wanted to be. Uh, head coaches. I mean, you've had the unbelievable international experience. Now you've been at Gonzaga. You've been at Baylor. Uh, Jerome's been with Scott this whole time. Uh, and I know y'all probably had opportunities. Uh, how do you, how do you approach that, John? Is it is it just do you do you think about it? Do you do you kind of in your mind know what sort of staff you would put together? How do you uh, how do you handle those thoughts? Because I mean, you're you and Jerome's name and Alvin, the whole the whole gang. At some point. You know, even and I think it's probably now your name's going to start coming up a lot. Yeah, I think one Alvin is on that list for sure, and uh, he's won Big Twelves at Kansas State and here now, and been to Final Fours. And I think um, both my friends are great coaches. Alvin and Jerome are unbelievable guys, and I think anytime you get to hang out with Mark Few or Scott Drew, you, you're putting this unique space where you learn to build a culture rather than a team. And so Alvin and Jerome and myself are blessed enough to be around one of the best. And if guys want to have had coaches that build great cultures, then I don't know why you wouldn't hire Scott Drew assistant. And I don't know why you wouldn't hire Jerome or Alvin. And um, more than anything for me, I just want my friends to be successful. And one of the most important things in our profession is that your coaching tree is healthy. So you look at Grant McCaslin do so well. You look at Paul Mills do so well. You, you look at um, all the coaches that have been here in the past, and we're all just rooting for each other. And if opportunities come from the Lord, then they come from the Lord. But I can tell you right now, I'm happy at Baylor. Uh, we're just trying to celebrate this uh, championship for a couple of days. So I appreciate the compliment and uh, the question, but I think for now we're going to just kind of concentrate on supporting Scott and yeah. seeing if we can't do this again next year. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop with all the promotion. If you need me to hold off, I'll do it. Uh, but uh, no, yeah, eventually you're I'll be pay like... an agency, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I don't know that now is the time. <laughs> if you can grow that hair out, now you're you kind of have a great. Most some people can't pull off the shaved head look. You you do it. But now Grant, did you notice he really let that hair grow out during uh, during COVID? I mean he I mean he's got some nice locks and. He is being accused of coloring it a little bit. I don't think that's the case because he's four years younger than I am, so I think it's still his real hair. But uh, keep that in mind. I mean, that's he, he's got some nice locks. And, and uh, I'm trying to think, what, who, what about Paul? Does Paul have hair? I guess he's got a little yeah, bit left. Yeah, I think left. so. 
Yeah, he's got. A yeah, I mean, I can tell you, I can't grow my out. I'm not even going to try. And if Grant still got a full head of hair and he wants to grow that thing out, God bless him. Because I'm not in that Sha- situation. You remember Shaka? Just no. Shaka grew his yeah. out, and it's it like everybody's yeah. like, "What? What just happened?" All right. Well, just keep with that look. It is a good look. Uh, but we appreciate everything you do and uh, for being with us all season. And I didn't even bring up – I'm trying to stay away from talking about next year. You know, there's that tendency to want to be like, okay, who's, what do you think? And what about the Sochan? We'll save all those questions for another time. I think this is a week we just celebrate a national title. But we really appreciate you, John, and, and all, all that you've done. And, and you're, you've been great to be on with us. And, uh, and congratulations, sir. Yeah, amen. My pleasure. Enjoy your T-shirt and the championship. And we'll try to do the same. And it's uh, great for Baylor Nation. So thanks for having me on. There he goes, John Jacobs. He'll be on one of those floats in the parade. That's next Tuesday. I think that's going to start about 6 o'clock, and that thing will start, I think, about 12th Street on Austin Avenue, I think I read, and finish up on 3rd Street, come down Austin. So start on 12th, finish on 3rd. Not going to be as long as the, the homecoming parade. we got to kind of take care of some COVID issues there. But, uh, Stephen, I may, I may climb up on the float if John or Jerome – Scott may not even acknowledge me, but I think John and Jerome will extend a hand and maybe pull me up on the float. What do you think, Stephen? Would that be going a little too far to just jump on the float? <laughs> no, I think it'll be great. I mean, they probably there'll be a lot of people there, so they probably won't notice. You can just hop on and hang out with Coach Tang. Maybe they'll have, you know, something to throw out to the to the crowd. You can participate in that. I like this idea. Like a media float? Should we have a media <laughs> float? I bet there'll be an internet float. And uh, we need a float. I may I may jump up there with uh, Killin, uh, Quillen and I will be up there. Nikki, Darby. Boy, Nikki. You should have seen Nikki at the deal. She was interviewing everybody. I ran into her out there, Stephen. Nikki, uh, how do I say her last name? Natarulo? Nikki Latin. Yeah, that sounds Nata- right. Natarulo. Anyway, uh, she's great. She really does a good job. Saw Darby. They were out work. But uh, you know what? she would not take no for an answer. Nikki was having a little issue, whatever, getting in, and she just, she she got her, I mean, it was just really cool to watch. Now, that's a reporter. Nikki got after it, and I guarantee you, she was in there in a great position for that championship game. All right, um, that was fun. Always good to talk to uh, John Jacobs. Great guy, humble guy, but just a really cool guy to talk to. All right. Boy, that's good, isn't it? Steven, Jerome, EJ, now Jacobs. Who else do we have this week? I feel like we started with something we've had. Oh, and I'm, we're going to record uh, LaFonso Ellis from ESPN, get his take on everything. That's going to be fun. Uh, we'll do that after our show and then have that for you tomorrow. So we'll tape that with uh, with LaFonso Ellis. Let's look here, Stephen, at what time it is. Okay, good. We will do the Big 12 basketball report brought to you by NeighborWorks Waco And uh, we'll hit on a couple of these new coaches and continue to talk about Baylor becoming national champions in men's basketball. It's all next. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you 
Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense, plus to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family. Call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Niche Group Insurance Agency. With the Niche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Niche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Niche Group at 1-800-258-8302. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is here, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralight. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760 And be sure and check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows They've got that brand new home effect Universal Windows Direct ESPN Radio Sports Center I'm Stephen Simcox with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Baylor men's basketball associate head coach Jerome Tang joined Matt Mosley on Wednesday and discussed how they took down an undefeated Gonzaga team in the national title game. When when you look at it and you say, man, we're quick at every position, so now we can apply pressure to them and make them run offense further, make their passes more difficult to get it to Drew. And if we could keep a body on, on Drew, we felt like we could throw him out because nobody kept a body on him. And so, and then we weren't going to try and block his shot. We were just going to wall him up and make him play through our chest and just make everything very difficult for him. 
Baylor Coaches Show will follow game time at 6 o'clock tonight. You can hear it on ESPN Central Texas. Rangers have the night off. They get back in action on Friday against the Padres. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for our weekly Big 12 basketball report on the Matt Mosley Show, brought to you by NeighborWorks Waco. Have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? NeighborWorks Waco assists Central Texans in the home buying process. Learn more at nw-waco.org. You know what I'm uh, realizing? Well, thank you, NeighborWorks. Thank you, Roy Nash. Heard from Roy this morning, CEO of NeighborWorks Waco. He played for Baylor, late 60s, early 70s. Man, those former Baylor players are so excited. Steven, think about that. Now you can say, well, I played for a national championship uh, program, national championship winning program. It, I mean, like all those guys back in the – even those dudes that played, you know, are still out there uh, listening to us. In, there's that one guy in Waco, uh, Bill – golly, what was his name, Steve? The guy that was on with um, – I just don't have it in front of me. But he, he's listening to us. He played on the 1950 team. And uh, he's still around. There's a guy that said he's about to turn 92, I think, maybe. And then there's one guy that's like 93. They're still around. They're part of a national championship program. One of, guy, one of those guys is in San Antonio. So, I mean, it's pretty awesome. Thank you, NeighborWorks Waco. Steven, has NeighborWorks Waco been good to us? My goodness. And you, you know friends, Steven, in the community that are like, ah, I don't know if I can afford a home. Or I don't you know, guys your age are starting out with a young family, and maybe they're still renting at places. Um, Stephen, you know people that could use NeighborWorks Waco. I mean, go there and they walk them through the whole thing. Okay, here's how you get your credit the right way. Here's how you do this. Here's how you buy a new home. I mean, this is a, a government program from years and years ago that uh, our folks in Waco have taken to new heights. So, Stephen, do you ever tell people, like in the, out there in McGregor, hey, go talk to NeighborWorks Waco. I do. And I was recently actually this past weekend, I was grabbing some food and I was down on Franklin and, you know, I passed by that building a lot. And I was like, oh, that's NeighborWorks. I know exactly where that is. So it's just right there. Kind of when you're going towards downtown on Franklin, easy to find and uh, great folks out there to help you figure out how to get your first home. If you feel like, oh, I could never do that. Go at least talk to them because they have some great grants and programs that can help you out. I love it when you talk about grants and things like that. Steve, I, I could use a grant right now. I think I got one when I was coming to Baylor. Can you get grants later in life? <laughs> I think they call it you, something different, but yeah, you can get <laughs> you, you and I need some grants, okay? Because it's not happening. It's not happening at ESP in Central Texas. Anybody knows about some grants or loans out there? Well, Central National Bank. We may, Stephen, we may, just the two of us may have to go see Joe Nesbitt and Fonville and just sit down and say, how much can you loan us? And is there any way where, like, you can forgive it without <laughs> us, us paying you back? Can we get a loan that we don't pay back? I like that idea. Hey, those PPP loans, those are pretty awesome. Those <laughs> things have been great. Uh, all right, Stephen, um, Big 12 basketball report. I was kind of trying to tweet this out, Stephen, about something Jake has told us, Coach Jake has, and he said, I liked a couple things he said. I've already tweeted out. You tweeted out that our podcast. And, boy, people, Baylor content right now, Stephen, it's just through the roof. I can't understand how anybody would. I understand it, Fox, on your other show, Stephen. you got to talk about other things. I get that. But I don't understand anybody on our station not, not spending every second right now on the Baylor National Championship. It doesn't make any sense to me. But it, whatever. That's just me. I went to Baylor. J-Mo and I, it's all we can talk right now. You know, we're not capable of. 
hey, guess what? The Cowboys, we got a mock draft. That's okay. Everybody can do what they want to do. All right? We just, we, they did sign I, Jeremy Sprinkle yesterday, so oh, that was big. Man, we, we missed that. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll have a full breakdown on Monday about Jeremy. Prescott looking deep for Sprinkle. God, that's going to be exciting. <laughs> Sprinkle down the seam. <laughs> Sprinkle up the seam. He's, uh, he's in the open field. Did they lose Blake Bell, the old belldozer? From uh, I think he went somewhere else. I, I believe he did too, but I don't know where. <laughs> <laughs> Get back to us next week on our Cowboys coverage. We're usually a good place for Cowboys coverage. We've sort of abandoned that right now. I like when Jacob said, Coach Jacob said, we, it was one or loss based on our culture. And, they, and he said they've been teaching that defense since last July. You know what I mean? He, he did, not like they came up with something new, new junk. They, they said, let's double down on what we do. Let's double down on what we do. Now, it helped to know the sets, some of the sets. Did you like that, Steve? You like that when we get really into some inside basketball? Let me look back at what he said. I think he said, they're, what did he say? There's sets and what else? Oh, patterns. That's it. Okay, they... The, he, they, first of all, personnel. he looked at the personnel, yeah. okay, and then they got to the patterns, and the patterns were the same as when he was there and Rim was playing there. Well, Rim, I like Rim. He's out there tweeting stuff around, and Rim's on social media. He's part of the coaching staff. I mean, Steve, that, I mean, it's kind of cool that John Jacobs, we sent him into enemy territory, all right? That's not, that's not spiritual. Send him into the enemy land. We sent him in there. And then he comes back to us. Hey, John, what'd you learn? What are they doing over there at Gonzaga? And John said, well, they got this. They're doing some of this. And Baylor says, ah, we might want to use some of this. And Jerome starts kind of, oh, ooh, well, let me look at this pattern. And they all – and by the way, I left out Coach Brooks. I, I, I talked about people being head coaches. I didn't say Brooks. I need to say that. I love, I love Coach Brooks. All right, I need to clear that up on Twitter. I want Coach Brooks to be a head coach too. Who else, Stephen, do we want to be a head coach? Let's just – Make them all head coaches. Rim, where is Rim? Rim going to take a job too? Let's give let's get Rim a head coaching job. Ty Beard. Let's get We're keeping Ty. Ty's prayers are good. Video, all the stuff he oversees. Ty's too good. I'm not going to promote Ty. Sorry, Ty. I want to keep Ty. Plus, he's family members. He's a member of the ESPN Central family. I don't know if he sees it that way, but I kind of see it that way. Let's get Ty on soon. I do like Ty a lot, but we're not going to promote him because we have to keep Ty around. Uh, Jake has had some really good stuff. So, anyway, I'd, I'd love to. Uh, and we're going to talk to LaFonso Ellis coming up soon. Now, this is the Big 12 Basketball Report for NeighborWorks Waco, Stephen. So, we need to mention just a couple things that have happened around the Big 12. Obviously, Beard to Texas, cockiest coach in the, uh, in the Big 12, is now Porter Moser, the new coach at Oklahoma. I mean, the man just takes selfies all day. He's like the anti-Jacus. You know, Jacus like, Mosley, don't give me any credit. Okay, stop promoting me. I don't want any credit. Scott did it all. And in, in Moser's just, I mean, he's just beating his chest. Hey, I'm in town. Here I am. Oh, they're naming streets after me. I'm Porter Moser. I love it. I love having kind of a outgoing, over-the-top, cocky coach in the league. It's going to be fun, Okay. This is not, Lon was not, that's not how Lon operated. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I'm sure somebody will inform me, Mosley, you've got Porter all wrong. Very humble man. But he strikes me so far very cocky. All right? And I kind of like it. What else, Steven? What else do we have? Where, what are we doing with uh, these other jobs? Do we have some other jobs? Have? Who's at Iowa State now? Remind me. 
Some guy came from UNLV that used to be an assistant at Iowa State. They sent uh, pro, uh, oh, our buddy, I kind of liked him, prom, prom. They sent him packing, I, and I liked him. He was a humble, good coach, and he just got hurt because he kept having guys go to the NBA, and then they just he ended up flatlining this year. Good, it's a good coach, good guy. Yeah, T.J. Otzelberger yeah. is the uh, new Iowa State head coach. He came oh, over from yeah. UNLV. Oh, I think this is going to work. I think it's going to be. I think they'll be great, with <laughs> Coach Otzelberger. Yeah, you had a tweet. I, I can't remember what the record was at UNLV last year, but it wasn't. It wasn't eye popping. <laughs> Otzelberger went fifteen and eighteen. Let's go get him. They fired Menzies or what? Uh, Menzies or Menzies? The guy used to be there. When EJ was there, golly, thank you for firing him because that's how we got. I mean, I, I, Menzis, I think he landed somewhere else. I like that coach. I really like him, but that's how we got EJ to Waco. Mm-hmm. UNLV was twelve and fifteen last year, which was ten more wins than Iowa State had, but still yeah. not not great. Still better than zero and eighteen in conference. Wouldn't <laughs> What if they had beaten Baylor? Golly, they had us on the ropes. You remember that? Yeah, they were up by 18 Bears, in the first half. The Bears, the Bears came off COVID, and we, they were struggling a little bit. That's amazing that they took them off COVID, I mean, and they got it back. I mean, it took a while. They were not themselves really till the tournament. And I was, I was, I mean, halftime of that Villanova, I thought we were in trouble. I thought we were in big trouble. All right, J-Mo, uh, John Boris show, I think he's got Wingo on today. Who's that other person? Steven, did you see that? He he was he told us who he had. He's he has, got yes, he he's got Wingo today. He's got Bowlesby tomorrow, I believe. Hello, John. It's Bob <laughs> Bowlesby. We uh, we're proud of the Big Twelve and what they've accomplished. And, uh, glad to be on with you. Okay, it's a great victory for the Big Twelve. Okay, um, John appreciates that. We'll, we if it, we may run some of that. I like that. We're not going to run Wingo because Wingo has just oh my gosh, he is such a bandwagon. I hope John doesn't play him up too much. There's nobody that's bandwagon this thing like Wingo. He never talks about Baylor, and suddenly we're in the national championship game, and he blows into town, and he's taking selfies with all the ship lappers and everybody. It's ridiculous. Okay, Steve, uh, that's all we have today. We got J-Mo. J-Mo's going to take it two to three, followed by another one-hour show, three to four, kind of unprecedented in our industry, three straight one-hour shows, followed by, anchored by Tom, oh, man, touchdown Tommy Barfield is going to take us four to six. It's going to be a big day. It's all next. Simcox Mosley out.